There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Molina. And we'll be right back. A very, very special guest, Viking Fever. Vikings on Sunday, 5.40. They take on Philadelphia at Philadelphia. Mm. Carl Eller, our special guest, up next, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear a You are unbelievable. I gotta ask you a question. I gotta ask everybody a question. 
Isn't that like the whitest cheer you've ever heard in your life? Well, they were Vikings. Yeah, and the, uh, this, that was probably recorded in like 1930. No, uh, how old is that, Melina? Well, you would think what, 1961, somewhere. Like, around I don't there. know. We can we can ask Carl Eller. Maybe he knows when that song came out. But that was like that was like as Norwegian as you can get right there. But I suppose they are Vikings. That's true. Yeah. Mr. Eller, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Tom. How are you? Fantastic talking to you again, as always. And I tell you what, what an honor to have you on just a couple of days before the fellas take the field against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it's just to hear what you have to say about this game is, is going to be incredible. Everyone's nervous. Well, I think they should be. You know, this is a championship <laughs> game. But, uh, you know, I, I'm really totally behind the Vikings. I think they are really the team uh, this year, and they're playing great. They have a lot of reasons to be confident about going into Philadelphia. And uh, I think they'll do the job over there. You know what's so amazing, Carl, is there there actually is a national story. And this is national. Matter, matter of fact, I, I was sent a... Uh, a comment from a newspaper, a friend of mine who lives in Toronto, Canada, uh, that Minnesota Viking fans are being warned uh, of the dangers of going into uh, the stadium in Philadelphia because the fans are so crazy. Well, I, I, I know the fans are crazy here. You know, I mean, that, that stadium was just, I've never ever seen any place like that, that the way it was on the on Sunday here at the, at the Saints game, I mean, it was wild with flags waving, people yelling. It, it was an incredible event to, to be there. But I don't think we should fear the fans. You know, it's the 11 guys on the field across from you that you got to worry about. And, uh, and I think we really match up well with those guys. I'm sure that Zimmer will try to quiet the fans by, you know, doing something, uh, getting them, getting some points on the board, you know, or stopping those guys from getting any any significant gains or or scoring and stuff like that. That'll kind of control the crowd. Carl, you were there over and over again when I was a uh, well. The Vikings came to town when I was nine years old. They were. I shouldn't say they came to town. They were they were developed as a brand-new team when I was nine years old. I've been a fan since then. I've been through a, a lot of NFC Championship games with the Minnesota Vikings, been through four su- Super Bowls with the Vikings. But to watch you and, and the, the whole Viking squad for every one of those games was such a thrill for me. It, uh, when, when, when Diggs caught that ball from Case Keenum on Sunday... All of that came flooding back. I could I could picture you and Alan Page, and I mean it all came flooding back into my brain. All of those years. I thought you were going to have a heart attack. Yeah, well, Catherine. Yeah, my wife thought I was going to have a heart attack. And I'm, you know, I'm, you and I are pretty close in age. I think so. I'm, I might be getting a little on to be uh, getting so excited about a football game. But you know, it's Minnesota's identity. I've often said I've been. In, uh, I've been at KQRS now for 32 years, and and I was asked by a national uh, uh, publication in a national interview, do you have any competition in Minnesota for your morning show? And I said, the only thing that competes with the morning show is the Minnesota Vikings because the Minnesota Vikings own the state of Minnesota. Don't you think that's true? Well, you know, we've always had great fan support, you know, and, and, and I can understand uh, their 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 feelings, their apprehensions, <laughs> their cautiousness, or whatever. But what what I want to explain 
to people is is that those were great years when I played with the Minnesota Vikings, the Purple People Eater years, the Bud Grant years. We were in the playoffs, we were in the championships, and we were in the Super Bowls. And I think people kind of, I don't think they forget that. But 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 I think that they don't realize what a tremendous accomplishment that was, and what and yeah. what a what a journey. I mean, how agonizing it is for us as players not to be able to deliver. But that's just the facts. I mean, that's just what happened. It wasn't it wasn't like we were a bad team. We were a great team. We were a great unit. We were one of the greatest defenses, you know, of all times, and we really dominated that entire decade of the seventies of of being in the Super Bowl. It was like the Minnesota Vikings, and that's where our history is. So that's something that Minnesotans have to really be proud of because, for one thing, it's taken 50-some years, and we haven't gotten back there until maybe the next week or two. And so you have to look at that. Where has the Vikings been? They've been good teams. They've been close, but they haven't gotten back there. So I think the the, the the fans should really look on those days as really tremendously exciting and, and, and fantastic days. Which I do, and we do. I guarantee that. The callers into the KQ Morning Show on Monday morning were just terrific. I uh, told a story, as a matter of fact. I haven't told, told this story on this uh, this show yet. But in 1976, I believe it was, uh, the very first... The very first preseason game. Now, everybody has to remember, this was a preseason game. The Vikings were playing the Miami Dolphins, and I believe it was 76 was the year. And back then, if you didn't sell the game out, it was blacked out on local television. That's uh, been a long time since that's been happening, but uh, <laughs> the game was blacked out on local television. So my friend, the dog, and, uh, and I, and uh, three of my younger brothers hopped in a car and you had to go, I think, 75 miles or 100 miles out of town before you could actually see the game. Every place we stopped was packed. We couldn't get in. Now, this is for a preseason game, the very first preseason game of the year. We drove to Fergus Falls, which is almost 200 miles away, to watch a Viking preseason game that didn't really mean anything. That's how big of fans we were. We are. Not were. We are. Yeah, you, we, yeah, you are. And that's great. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, all the guys love that. I mean, we feel, a, 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 you know, a, a close association and a dedication to the fans. And uh, and let me just kind of explain. I think that, boy, we I stay we because I feel still part of this team, you know. And, 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 oh, and yeah. we want so much to bring that trophy home for the fans. That's that's really what it's all about. And and until we deliver that, you know, it's gonna it's just gonna be that thing out there, whatever it is. But we're trying, we're dedicated to doing that and we will do that. You know, we will we will definitely bring that trophy home. And uh, and now is a good time to even think about that, to talk about that, because we are very, 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 very close, you know. So, uh, and, and and we're going to do it. Just just believe in us, and have faith in us, and have confidence in us. This is uh, the Vikings are a great team. They have been, and uh, and we we owe it to the fans. That's that's on us, you know. It's not like we're thinking like we don't care. We're going to walk away. 
we are still, it's a debt that I think that we have to pay to our fans, and, and, and we're going to do that. And, 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 and I feel that, and I know all the players, you know, Marshall, Page, Tarkenton, you know, Hildebrand, you know, Tinglehoff, even guys that people don't know. I mean, that's part of our part of our destiny to, to bring that trophy home. You know, it's interesting because uh, at the very beginning of my uh, my tenure at, at KQRS, and by the way, when you went with about five varies there, it made me nervous. Very, 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 very close. <laughs> very, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm a huge fan, Viking fan my whole life, and then I get this job at KQRS, and luckily for me, the the, the listeners have been just terrific. But as I, I, I met you, and I met Fran Tarkenton, and Chuck Foreman is one of my favorite people in the world, uh, meeting all you guys, it was, it, what a thrill for me. And now, uh, three decades, uh, three and a half decades later, to sit on uh, on this show with my family, my wife is here, our son is here. Uh, and Mike Molina, our very close friend of the family, to sit and be able to talk to you about what's going to go on with the Minnesota Vikings in just about 53 hours, the way it looks at on my clock. It's about 53 hours from now. Not that I'm paying close attention no, or anything, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a thrill to uh, – and that's why, to tell you the truth, I, I stayed in Minnesota. Can, you know, and I never left. You know, as soon as you said um, we have to believe in you <laughs> – and have faith in you. I felt a little ashamed <laughs> because I'm always so worried about watching the second half with the Vikings. Um, what do you think was? What do you think is the problem with our second half usually in a game? And what do you think is going to change about next this weekend to win it? Well, uh, one of the things, if we go back to the game on on Sunday, you know, there were a couple things that really happened during that game. And generally, uh, teams go into the locker room and they and they make changes. You know, they kind of you know come up what's working, what's not working. So, you know, I, I we started with a good game plan and 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 that worked. And then the Saints mm-hmm. go and they kind of adjust to what we're doing. We're trying to adjust our game plan too. And and so, um, you know, they come back a little stronger because in a game like this, they know it's like thirty minutes or or they got to win or go home, so they have to put it together. So they come back with a real strong determination. Also, a block punt. I mean, when have you seen a block punt? That's not <laughs> part oh, no. of, the, of the thing. You know what I mean? And that, that a, really that changes the momentum. It changes, like, everything. Mm. And, and that is, like, you just don't expect that. So that was totally on the Vikings' part, you know, a letdown, a breakdown or something. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the Saints had the breaks. In the in the second half, and generally teams yeah. or games will go like that. It'll go one way, you know, and then it'll swing the other way. A lot of times that's emotional, and and then the other times it it may be physical. Team may be worn down or on the field for a long time, or just just lucky break. The ball does bounce both ways, and so uh, it, it, it's you have to stay in there. That second half, you have to stay in there and stay energized and motivated. And uh, you know, towards the towards the end of the game, before this, in the fourth quarter, you know, we're we're, we're sitting around and we're watching the game, and I could see, 
I could see the moment. It was kind of like you watch the the gas tank, the needle on the gas tank go down after you're driving, yeah. like the Fergus Falls or something. <laughs> you know, you watch the gas <laughs> <Exactly>. tank. <laughs> you know, we we have enough gas, and then and then right. so 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 like I'm feeling, uh uh man, this is not this is not good. So I personally just really got motivated and going like, man, I'm gonna really pump it up here. And typically, I just go and sit and watch the game, you know. But I got really pumped up, and, and I'm going like, hey man, we're gonna win, we're gonna win. And I started to really get what animated, and uh, and it turns out that we. You know, we did come back, and it was it was mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, I don't want to rehash the game. It it was like it was tormenting almost to watch it. You know, because as the clock <laughs> ticks was. down, you know, you go like, yeah. we don't have many, we don't have many chances here. And so, like, just before the last play, I'm going <laughs> like, man, this is like, we, this is the only play we have. We don't have any timeouts. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no. Tomorrow, you know, this is it. This is like right. the play with 10 seconds, and we don't have timeouts. I know you think like, okay, we want to throw the ball, catch the ball, and get out of bounds. But that is like, that is super heroic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, everything's got to go. Everything's got to work. So the play that actually happened, I know people look at that, but that was like the best scenario. You got to score you really have to score on this play. You know, there's not another play. You can't let go, throw the ball, get out of bounds, and then let's go kick a field goal. That's the dynamics of that are too fantastic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the play that happened really was the only play that we had. And, and, uh, (laughs) and, and, and and it just happened. And, and, uh, uh, you know, the players, Keenum, you know, those guys that were in there on the field, I think that they knew what they had to do, and so did, uh, so did Dix. He had, to, he had to score. And it's not like he, was, he had a consciousness of mind. Okay, I have the ball. I'm not out of bounds. There's the goal line ahead. That's what I'm going to do. This is kind of one of those things that I think that people that don't really get in those situations have a hard time understanding the consciousness yeah. that's going on in a player's mind, but it was a fantastic play. Carl, do you have time for one more segment, or you got to get going? (laughs) Well, uh, I've got time, but I certainly want to talk about a couple events that we're doing here during the Super Bowl week, so maybe I can get a time to, uh, if we can come back to do that, to talk about that. Yes. We'll do whatever you want, sir, I'll tell you that. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. 
My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. theme song, Melina? Oh, yeah. I love it. It works for me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Now, Mike, you got to ask a question. Uh, Mr. Eller, I'll tell you what. Carl Eller, legendary Hall of Famer, phenomenal, phenomenal football player with the Minnesota Vikings for years, great college player as well. I mean, you've been stuck with me as your fan uh, your whole life, <laughs> or my whole life anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you that, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, uh, it's just been, it's unbelievable to have you on just a couple of days before the Vikings take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Molina is a young man. What are you, 27 now, Mike? Nope, 28. You're 28. Man, time flies. Yes. Mike Molina is literally, Carl, I will tell you this, and we're going to talk all about these events that Carl has coming up, but, but Mike Molina is a 28-year-old young man, and he is such a fan. If you mention anything, and I don't care if the team goes 5-0 and and then ends up 8-8. Eight and eight. You mention anything negative about the Vikings. Uh, Mike Molina is about 6-5. What do you weigh now, about two and a quarter? Yeah. So. Yeah, 6-5, two and a quarter. So you, you don't want to mention anything negative about the Vikings around Mr. Molina. I will tell you that. <laughs> oh. Do you have a question for Carl before uh, we talk about the events? Well, just going back, I mean, you talk about the legendary Viking career that you had. And then, uh, you know, looking to the current team, I mean... Here we are, and uh, I mean, I get nervous, like Tom mentioned, but um, looking at the defensive side of the ball, your specialty, and the way the Vikings line up this year, whether it be this week against the Eagles or potentially against the Pats or the Jaguars, um, I mean, defense wins championships, and you mentioned that you guys own the 70s, so not to jinx the team here, but I mean... See, I told you. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Uh, you know, it's just uh, looking at you because I'm mean, not only proud Viking, but oh, I'm a proud Gopher alumni. And uh, J- Tom knows this. I wear Gopher maroon and gold every day. But Every uh, day. Yep. But, no, just looking at the defensive side, I mean, that's the key battle is getting pressure on Foles. I mean, is there anything else that we should be looking forward to on Sunday as far as the defense is concerned? Well, well, uh, yeah. They're both both teams have really good defenses and really strong defenses. Uh, Philadelphia has a really strong running game too that uh, we'll have to contend with, and uh, and that's the strategy is going to be. You're going to have to stop the run or slow it down, and to make them throw the ball, and uh, and then you've got to get the pass rush on. So. You know, it's going to be a challenge, and of course, it's a championship game, and it should be a challenge. But 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 I think we could we can meet that challenge, uh, both defensively and offensively. You know, we we have to move the ball on offense and be able to control the ball and and get some scores, get some points. You know, when we get down into the red zone, we gotta we gotta put the ball in there. So that that helps the defense if we get some scores and get a lead and and. Um, you know, it gives you some breathing room. Ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Famer Carl Eller with us. 
Um, I would imagine a guy like you, Carl, everybody in Minnesota, everybody in the NFL knows who you are, legendary player, as, as I said, Hall of Famer, been a Hall of Famer now for 14, 15 years, something like that. I, I got to believe there's a lot of demand on your time right now. You got a lot of things going, I would imagine. Well, well, well I do have, a, you know, some things going on and a couple things. And one is, is like we have a pancake breakfast. And that's going to be on Thursday, uh, like February the, the the first, and and that's a that's a phenomenal event. And there's a lot of stories and history behind that, you know, like with Bud Grant and his his way of you could only have certain things for breakfast and pregame meals. So there's a good story that goes along with with the pancake breakfast. And the big thing about this is open to the public. You know, they can get tickets. It's not a private event. And I really like that so we can have people, you know, our fans can come and be part of that. And, uh, you know, there would be a lot of, uh, you know, Viking players there, some other Hall of Famers and legends of the game, you know, will be there. It will be a great time to have a good, you know, pancake breakfast and meet some of the other legends in the NFL. So so that's now, one. Where does that and, take place? Uh, where does that take place, Carl? That takes place right downtown at the poorhouse, which is right on Fifth and Hennepin. Oh, yeah. There, yeah, it's right yep. there. There'll be a lot of events. This is going to be one of the bigger ones, you know, down downtown. Uh, people can get tickets at Big Game Minneapolis, and Minneapolis is MPLS dot com. Big Game Minneapolis dot com. You know, so the tickets will be available for that. And the other event, which I'm really excited about, is there's a Friday night event, you know, it's what we call in the Super Bowl party, a Purple People Eater party. We're going to have all of the guys there, that's Alan Page and Jim Marshall, Gary Larson and Doug Sutherland and myself, you know, we'll be there. And this is one of the only times we'll be all together during, during the Super Bowl week. And it's probably one of the very few times that you get all of us together anywhere. So that's a special event. And I hear so much about the Purple People Eaters and the comparisons and things like that. And we're really proud of this group, but but I'll tell you, the Purple People Eaters, they have a history, and we're still friends, close to buddies, and we hang out together once in a while. But this would be the one of the few times that you can see all of us and meet, you know, the fans can meet, meet you know, myself. Fans that I haven't met, you're right, I've met everybody in Minnesota, I think, but <laughs> probably some that I, that I haven't met. So it's time to meet me and Alan and Jim, Lars, you know, all the guys, the original Purple People. Leaders. That'll be so fun. So, so those two events, Big Game Minneapolis.com. You can get tickets for it, and they're affordable tickets, and it's open to the public. And, and God, I would just love to see. Uh, you know, you talk about fans. This history goes way back. You know, it's not just you know grandparents. You know, they they talk about the team they pass it on to their kids and kids and parents pass it on to their kids. That's it's it's so fun to. To, to meet people that, that actually remember those days. What time is the uh, pancake breakfast uh, kickoff on the 1st of February at the Poor House? The, the pancake breakfast is on Thursday, February the 1st, and that'll be from like 9 till noon. You know, it's kind of an all-you-can-eat. There'll be some other activities going on there, but it's at the Poor House, which is right downtown in Minneapolis, you know, 5th and yep. Hennepin. Great place. You know, so, yeah, it's a great place. It's a lovely venue, and uh, and that's from uh, nine to noon. And the party on Friday is like from five till nine. You know, so it's kind of an an, an early bird thing. I know people will be partying probably all night. 
but the front four would be there, uh, you know, from like from five to six, just welcoming people and greeting people. So you want to get there. You'll want to get there early. You'll be there at five because we'll we'll be there longer. But I know we'll all four be there, uh, you know, for that hour just just to meet and greet people. And uh, like I say, we're still getting the guest list for other guys, you know, like Franco Harris and, you know, from the Steelers or Andre Reed from like uh, from, from the Patriots. So there'll be a lot of guys. Chris Dolman is going to be there, another Viking Hall of Famer. So great guy, great it, it's guy. It's going to be really a fun, fun time. Now, speaking of the Patriots, do you mind taking a phone call from a Patriots fan? <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. Michael Bryant is on the phone. How you doing, Michael? <laughs> That's a great setup. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You have a great, you go. a great caller on like you do, and he was a fabulous defender and doing great things for people in the state and actually in the whole country. So I, I, I'm honored to just listen to you. Well, thank you. No, even though he, I already told him, Carl, because I am a Viking fan, I told him that if the if the Patriots went on Sunday and the Vikings went on Sunday, Michael's a very good friend of mine, but I will <laughs> not talk to him from Monday for at least 30 days. So so two weeks before the Super Bowl and two weeks after the Super Bowl, I, I'm not even going to talk to him. <laughs> well, well, you know, let's just just as look ahead. You know, I mean, I I certainly call in on the AFC side. Uh, Pittsburgh gets knocked out of the soup, you know, out of out of the championship playoffs, and uh, and of course the Patriots are still in it. I expect the Patriots would probably make it to the Super Bowl, but. Uh, you know, anything can happen. You know, I mean, really, it is. It is kind of an anything can happen can happen. But, but again, you know, it's a tough journey from here. You know, it's a tough journey from here. Either one of these teams can end up being being the champion. So, so these four teams, I'm going with. I'm going with the Vikings because I think they got as good a chance as anybody. The thing about the Patriots is that they 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 are the you know the standard bearer you know they they you may even have a better team than the than the Patriots but because they 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 have the the knack for like staying in there they've got the experience they don't panic you know they'll they'll make plays they make adjustments that's what makes them a tough team you know they they're just tough to beat they're like a little trying to get the rabbit out of the rabbit hole or something you know you don't know just how to bottle them up and even if you do uh, they're going to still come at you so uh, they, that's that makes them really really tough but i think if we if the, if the ideal match would be the vikings against the patriots and the reason i say the patriots would be the ideal match is because they've been such a fantastic team over the past decade or so they're just phenomenal the way they 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 put their team together and and win championships, and I'd love to see the Vikings play the Patriots. What do you think of that, Michael? No, I think I think that'd be great. I mean, you know, this is well deserved for Vikings to get there. Um, and I know, um, you know, Mr. Ellert is, is follows them better than anybody, and and this is this is quite a team. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do this week. Um, how tough do you think it is to go into Philadelphia this week for them? Well. You know, it's tough. It's tough. And and uh, the thing is, you prepare. You know, you prepare for a team like the Eagles. You know, you look at all the things they've done all through the season, where they are now, the past few games, how they've played, how they've won. There was a low-scoring game. They didn't score a lot of points, you know. So 
I, I, I think that uh, really that gives us an advantage. You know, I, I, not that we have scored a lot of points, but I think we can score. I think we've got a lot of weapons, you know, to score points. And, uh, you know, uh, other words, I, I feel like maybe we can outgun Philadelphia, you know, if it comes to a shootout. But, uh, uh, but they're going to be tough. You don't know how it's going to go. I don't think the weather's going to be a factor, you know, playing in an outdoor stadium. I don't think that's sure. going to bother the team. You know, I, I don't think the crowd's going to bother the team. They're out to win a game. You know, that's, that's what they, they're, they got to do. And, 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 and I think these guys welcome the challenge. I just have a really good feeling about, about these guys, the entire team, defensive mm-hmm. or offensive. You know, there's some real, just, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, you got Keenum, you got uh, Thielen, you know, you got Diggs, you got, you know, the, uh, Robinson on, on, on the, um, on the defensive line. He's actually having a good year. He's been in there and, uh, you know, and the other guys, uh, Griffin, uh, at the bar. I mean, you just go on down to Harrison. You know, you just talk talk about these guys. Any one of them can make a big, big play. And, and I think that's how they see it. It's not like a one-man, you know, you're dependent on one guy or one guy is a big star. It's like it's like a whole team team effort. And, 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 and I think that, that's, that's who they are. Were, were you ever bothered day. by the cold? Sorry, Tom. Were they ever bothered by the cold? Yeah, because you were out there some incredibly cold days. (laughs) Yes, expletive deletive, yes. I mean, it was cold. (laughs) (laughs) I think if if the Vikings get to go to the big game, I think what they should do is open those doors. It's really cold, and they open the doors. (laughs) Open the doors. Let the cold in. Carl, I will tell you this. I, I, I'm glad you brought up the pancake breakfast. It was going on until noon because I got to talk Michael Bryant to swing by. I get off the air at 10 That'd o'clock in the morning, so I might, I might have to. Michael and I might have to come over to that pancake breakfast about 10:30 on uh, on Thursday, the first of February. Great. I, I will look for you. I will look for you. I'll tell the guests at the door to look for it. Look for this good-looking <laughs> guy. You know, he's got the great voice and the great personality. And I'm going to be there too. I'm going to try and make exactly it. Exactly who it is. That's going to be one. So how do you know that Michael Bryant's good looking, though? That's my question. <laughs> 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 Carl, Carl, I've always enjoyed your company, and you're, you're an amazing guy. Loved watching you all those years, and it's an honor to know you and a, a tremendous honor to have you on this show just 48 hours before the Vikings are going to be in Philadelphia to take on the, uh, the Eagles. Uh, now, Mr. Eller, I just the, got a quick the, question. Did you say Franco Harris is going to be at the breakfast? Yeah, we've invited him, and, uh, you know, he's really a good guy. I think he does a lot of business here in Minnesota, I think, uh, through his bakery and stuff like that. You know, because so it's been 43 years and, since Super Bowl Nine, but it's still a bad memory. Well, it's, it's a bad memory. I, 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 we, we are friends now, but I remind him, like, hey, that was a, you know, all, those games come right back to you. You know, and uh, we got some other guys like Belitnikov. I, I mm. think is going to be there, oh, and, and and uh, and the Ron Jaworski too has been invited. You know, he does a, a party and stuff. But uh, sure. you know, I like to talk to him about this matchup. So uh, I'm looking forward to to uh, digesting the game with him too during Super Bowl week, regardless of which way it, it goes. You know, but uh, I'm expecting he's going to yes. be licking his wounds. 
uh, after, after <laughs> the, the game. The pancake breakfast from 9 to noon on February 1st. That's correct, right at the poorhouse. And then where correct. is the Purple eat, uh, People Eater party on Friday night? That's going to be at the poorhouse also. And that'll be All from right, 5 to 9. So it's a, it, both events are at the poorhouse. You can get tickets at biggameminneapolis.com. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're there. For, it's open to the public. So, you know, go there, check out the site. Also, you can go in and check out, the, you know, sites for the Retired Players Association, uh, which is the benefit of, of these events is going to benefit the NFL Retired Players Association. So all of that stuff is so, so important for people to, to get involved and, and, and to contribute and and just to know, you know, what's going on with retired players and, and all that. So it's a big event. I'm excited about it, looking forward to it. And, again, tickets at BigGameMinneapolis.com. I will be talking about that uh, all next week, as a matter of fact. Carl, thank you very, very much for your time again. As I said, quite an honor to have you on so close to the game. And we will see you on February 1st. All right. Thanks, Tom. Great talking to you. Nice talking to you, sir. The legendary Carl Eller, Hall of Famer Carl Eller, got in the Hall of Fame in 2004. He was my favorite Viking defensive player of all time. Hey, look, I, and when you stand up against Alan Page and, and, and uh, Jim Marshall, and I can keep going down the list of the, the linebacker, Scott Studwell was phenomenal back then. There's so many to mention. You know, Chuck Foreman's my favorite running back of all time. It's just I'm I'm a Viking sucker. There's no question about that. I love that. how he talks like he's still, a, you know, he's still part of the team. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. I think that's wonderful. It's like the military. You're never actually out. No. Right? Yeah, that's right. Isn't he the guy oh, that has that's a photo what that of him? Was. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Photo. Well, I don't know. Um, isn't hear, he the guy with that. the photo with the steam coming off him? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, there's an awesome Absolutely. photo of him. That he looks like, I mean, yeah. it's like the coolest photo you could take, you know, of anybody, you know, with that steam coming off him. I mean, it's kind of like Ali in a, in a boxing match. But, yeah, there's a cold yes. day where he's out there and it's just like, I'm out here and it doesn't matter and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm out here and I'm going to kill you. That's yep. really good, Mike. Michael, can you, can you hang on for a couple of minutes? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. Look, my my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering a buy one my pillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again, please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? 
Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. back ladies and gentlemen and here she comes uh mr molina <laughs> yes for the radio the radio we're gonna uh, what do we have 11 minutes here yeah. uh yeah well technically it's about 11 12. minutes right 12 yeah. okay all right well I'll, I'll start i'll start uh over then right here okay because i don't want to lose any of carl eller I'm not, yeah, i don't no. want to give away three and a half minutes of carl eller in the third segment he was unbelievable so uh we have 12 minutes excellent I just wanted to make sure we can edit this part out for the uh, for the radio stations, and which means I'll start in about actually ten seconds. Okay. Okay. I like it. You can stay with us for just five more seconds, ladies and gentlemen. This will be edited out for the radio stations. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, <laughs> JB, all of a sudden, you know, honestly, God, there was this noise. That yeah. Could, that, 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 Rattling. And, and finally, Andy goes. <laughs> Oh, that's what yeah. it was. It was JB <laughs> brings in uh, shirts and whatnot every so often. <laughs> that was definitely a uh, like a shirt wrapping plastic. No, yeah. that was my uh, chip bag because I would. I, Chips. Oh. Uh, I, um, chip, chip. I actually heard most of that interview. I just oh, sat, I sat here in silence. I didn't think my mic was on. I just, no, everybody's mic was on. Everybody gets to ask a question. Carl Eller is one of my favorite players of all time. I can time. tell. You were guy. actually giddy talking to him. Yes. Yeah, I actually yes, was, was in a good mood. Like, well, yes, right? I mean, Michael Bryant was on, too, so why wouldn't I be giddy? But, <laughs> I, I, I just recall... As a kid, uh, having those electric football games where you lined the little plastic men up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they ran the different they directions. They vibrate around? Yep, they vibrated around and ran directions <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> really thrilling. And, uh, did you laugh when they danced? Yeah, if they stood in one spot, just kind of spun around. And they spun around, they oh, lock yeah. arms, and they dance yeah. like they were they were square dancing. I yeah. always laughed at that. That was the greatest. <laughs> but you could you could buy them in teams, you know, and yep, with the team right. uniform. And yeah, I was telling right. I was telling Mike, um, I think it came with the Cardinals and the 49ers or something like that. And the first team I ordered because you can order additional teams was the Vikings. Oh, nice. And I would put their defensive number on the front of their chest and their offensive number on their back. <laughs> so, you know, when they were on Unbelievable. defense. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've, yeah. And I, and I knew all the players back then, you know, mm-hmm. for every team. One, it wasn't so many teams as it is now. And the other is, you know, I really got into it back then. That's before the Cardinals left and tore that out of my heart. And I haven't been able to root for a pro football team since, but. Wow. Apparently, you can still buy them. $50, they're making them. Like, they still make them. Ones. $50? Yeah. You know how much I spent on a team? $4. Wow. Well, I mean, this is a, a lot, lot. They look a lot better than yeah, they used to. Yeah, this is a lot more polished than <laughs> what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's got, like, an actual, like, scoreboard up there, like an electric yeah. scoreboard. No, it which had I that. Think, wow. 
It had that. Really? The one we had was like dented and was oh, like, yeah. I don't know, tiny. It was well, stupid. That, oh, yeah, the, the very simplest ones were, yeah, basically just uh, a table that shook and that was it. Yeah, it had a motor that vibrated and the whole board would yep. vibrate. Then it got mm-hmm. really complicated. You could, it had a dial on the base and you could. Yep, this one it, has a dial. You can set it to go yeah. right or left or straight or backwards. Oh. Yeah. So it's like an actual game now. Right. Interesting. Well, that's that's how it was back then. That was the that yeah. was the second generation of it. It was it was weird because uh, yeah. every Christmas I I either got a rod hockey game, an electric mm-hmm. football game, or an electric baseball game. And one year there was a rod NBA basketball all star game. But that that seemed to be the gift that I got. One of those was the gift I got every year from my parents for Christmas. So what was the electric base? What was the electric baseball game? So the electric baseball, it had it had a, a thing that actually pitched a baseball, a, a oh, ma- really? magnetic baseball, and it had a bat, and you would pull the trigger to hit the ball, <laughs> and if it landed, and it had these circles around the defense, if it landed inside their circle, it was an out, but if it got through, then it was it was a hit. And if it got all the way to the wall, there was things that like double, triple, home run or whatever. And if it landed in one of those, you got that. And it had this hard plastic piece around the bases, and you would turn it on, and the men would be held in place as they <coughs> as they ran around the bases. Huh. Were you a lonely, <laughs> weird kid? <laughs> my, <laughs> my mother. Oh, that's got a goal. Well, Catherine, that might explain explain a lot about my dating. But anyway, my mother did say I was a, her child who could play by themselves very well. So. Oh, actually, that's a good. Those are good, good kids. Well, hey, maybe right. you would have liked uh, being a kid modern day now better because uh, the Electric Football Challenge is the new version of Electric Football. Uh, it has an app that you can download that acts as a scoreboard, and you can also pass and kick via that app somehow. Oh, my God. Yeah, because uh, wow. why, so... why, why do you tell JB these things? <laughs> He's going to. Because back then. <laughs> They would have this odd-looking, what they call, quarterback kicker. He was an extra piece, yep. and, and you could manipulate his arm and throw these rubber, oh, yeah. foam rubber footballs. <laughs> yeah. God, you're I all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> I remember if, that. And if, yeah. it hit, if it hit the guy that you were aiming for, it was a completed pass, and you turned back on the yep. machine, and you, you continued to play. But if it hit a defender, it was an interception. Yep. And then it had a leg that you could move. That you could kick up for extra points and field goals. Yep. You know, Catherine's you absolutely right. <laughs> Catherine's right. This is like nerd headquarters. Back, yeah. before, uh, yeah. back before the transistor, we had to, well, they, I guess, the had to make The transistor? How old do you think Jamie is? Oh, the transistor. <laughs> Two uh, computers, computers with transistors didn't really come into the commercial market until like the mid-80s. Really? Yeah, uh, before that it was all... Um, uh, vacuum tubes. No. You know, you, well, not all, but like, you know, in a home, you're not going to see a microcomputer in someone's home in 1980 unless they're like, you know, working for NASA or something. Well, listen and learn, Grasshopper. <laughs> yeah, listen and learn. Yep. So we're on the Nerd world. Show with Tom Bernard. <laughs> but it was, it, it was great fun for me. I would have my friend. I had one friend. I had my he, friend. He, he collected. <laughs> I'm talking about people I would play against. He would collect. Oh, real people? Yes, or real imaginary. People. <laughs> real people. His name. His name is 
and I know you guys are going to think I'm making it up, but his name was Jack Johnson. And we would play in Jack's basement. Mm. And, and if one of his guys screwed up, he would throw him in the furnace. And, oh, wow. And, and he would pull out another. He had so many teams and so many multiple sets that he would throw a guy in the, in the furnace and pull out another guy. It's like he didn't turn into a serial killer, did he? No, yeah. I think Jack. <laughs> he now makes pies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for thirteen kids out there in California, he's. Uh, a, I've never seen an open furnace for heating a home before. Oh, that yeah. sounds oh, kind oh, of yeah. incinerators and stuff. Dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, they look like octopi and the big octopus. Yeah, arms oh, I've seen on a them. boiler. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a boiler, but I've never seen one with just like you know a no. big open fire. Those are long. Well, he had to yeah, open it. Well, there was a door he a had door. to open, and he threw it, yeah. and then he closed the door. <laughs> well, but still, it's like any kid is going to open that door at some point, and then you know you, oh, you better yeah. put a lock on it. Then. We were much yeah, more trusted. So. Yes, we were. I don't know about uh, that. Know, Look at it now. Kids are eating uh, these tie pods. Right. Yeah, yeah they tied pods. Kids yeah. are so. And, oh, I know. And Gronk, true. Gronk has cut a commercial telling them not to do it. <laughs> well, that's good. You know what? Maybe yeah. that just should be natural selection. Yeah, for I'm not Rob sure. Gronkowski I mean, like, is not telling you, telling you to not do something, then you know it's pretty bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. Or it's that's like the second true. that detergent hits I mean, your tongue, it's going to start burning and it's going to taste horrible. I mean, so, and they don't, they don't know to spit it out. They're idiots. You, you Come should, on. You should hear the commercial. Because it's him going, no, 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 you don't eat Tide Pods. And it's like, huh? And they do I, look delicious, though. I thought he was talking <laughs> oh, to that's... like, I thought he was talking to like little kids. This is a teenage problem. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Teenagers started yes. on YouTube. Yeah, Somebody they did. Do, they do like challenges on right. YouTube. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you know. Um, it's supposed to show that you're tough or cool or whatever, and yeah, it's... Well, uh, those things have been a problem. I mean, little tiny kids, I mean, they do look like candy or something. Yeah, I remember uh, why back are when they I making was... them so colorful, and, and why don't they make them, you know, like, ugly or something? Oh, dra- make them you know, look like... You know, a drab, Make them look color. like Nazis. Yeah. Like make Nazi. them look like a big middle finger. Make them look like Nazis. <laughs> okay. kids will the kids will be like, I know to stay away from that. Or the no, 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 no. Well, where do you pick your Tide Pods that they're <laughs> that sitting out? That was Gronk. Yep. I agree with you. Like where you, do you get... It's not keeping them on the counter in the kitchen or something. Well, parents don't... Well, I mean, if... There's a lot of negligent parents out there. <laughs> if we're talking about teenagers, you um, know, yeah, teenagers can get into, like, how are you going to keep a teenager out of your Tide Pods? Our, our social well, media director, they're... Cassie, just sent me a, a text that says, Hey, teens, here's a Tide Pods challenge. How about put them in the washer and do some damn laundry? <laughs> yeah, how about that? There's a, no, no, no. There's a, there's a Tide Pod nope. challenge for you, exactly. You do know, by the way, that there is a donut maker somewhere in America that's making Tide Pod donuts now for people to eat. What? Is he? They look exactly like Tide Pods. Oh, They're regular hard. donuts, but they look oh, like yeah, a Tide do. Pod. Let's encourage well, imbeciles. I don't know if they look exactly like Tide Pods. Well, they don't. I haven't seen that. They kind of look like, you know. Close. They're, They're kind of crappy looking. I mean, if you were doing a YouTube video and you were like, well, oh, look yes. at me, I'm eating a Tide Pod, well, people I, would probably fall for it. I have uh, a dishwashing uh, finish, and it's a little, little yeah. about the size of a fun size candy bar in a silver <laughs> wrapper. And when you open it, it has a red dot on it. It looks like candy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, Michael, do you have to hit the road or can you? 
<laughs> we got to get out right here. Can you stick, stick with us for another I, uh, for another segment? I would love to, but I got to get going to meeting. So Dumb if I don't talk, to, okay, if I don't stiff. talk to you again for a month, and if we sit there in silence at the pancake <laughs> breakfast, that's where it goes. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. We'll be right, right. back, Tom Bernard Show.